Hello friends, today I'm coming to you with another episode of the Heartful Podcast. And for the first time since starting the whole podcast, I am recording in my bed and at night, which is a bit different because I usually record my podcast like not first thing in the morning, but rather in the early hours because I feel like, you know, the sun is out, I'm being productive, I'm sitting at my desk. But a lot of podcasts I listen to, I feel like people mention that they're like recording these episodes at like... 11 p.m. or 1 in the night so maybe that's like a creative hour I always feel I don't know if you also have it but like I always feel much more creative in the evening <clears throat> sorry um in the day like in the morning and during the day I feel like the mood is productive and the evenings are for like chill entertainment and that's also when I become much more um, creative and I do a lot of like life planning for example yesterday I wrote like a whole life bucket list literally like stuff I want to places I want to visit things I want to do some like the most random stuff that I will not share because they're like too personal Um, but it was like whenever I'm at home and I'm just spending my evenings like alone in my room I never feel lonely I'm just I rarely feel lonely I just like entertain myself in so many ways I like journal meditate like watch so many YouTube videos um, listen to podcasts music like dance in my room I I love like this is like a little me time um, every day and as I said like this is also when I became become more creative so maybe this will be a turning point for my podcaster career and maybe I'll start recording at night we'll see how this goes um and i don't know if there'll even be like a difference um but anyways let's start with some few updates there is not much happening um that's the main update i'm still at home um i did a little weekend trip um like two hours away with my dad and that was like our first vacations together alone like i never like went on a trip just with him it was really fun. Um, I saw my old like childhood friend who I hang out with like once every year, but we always have like the best time. But I couldn't really spend much time with her, unfortunately. And I did some swimming in the lake. Um, so this year I've swam in oceans, lakes and seas. I swam in two seas, an ocean and a lake. I think that's all. And my little Scorpio soul is happy because as my friend pointed out, Scorpio is a water sign, not a fire sign. I said in the previous episode that Scorpio is a fire sign. Um, I know like for me, this is a side note, but for me, like the distinction between like the elements and zodiacs doesn't really make sense for like Virgo and Taurus being earth signs. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, why is Scorpio a water sign like Scorpio for me is like it reminds me of a fire sign sun sign so I don't know but that's like beside the point but it makes sense to me when she pointed that out that like Scorpio is um is a water sign it made sense to me because like I'm obsessed with water and swimming I will swim everywhere like regardless of the temperature I've swum I think this year I did like my coldest swimming coldest swimming like swimming in the coldest water ever which was in edinburgh in june and it was so freaking like cold like i I did that with bay and doa and like i made them go in and we were all like freezing but it's just like it's such good memory so i miss those times i've been thinking a lot about like london and past year i've been reflecting i've been doing some reflecting um and like seeing it all from just like a perspective it, it kind of seems like distant 
and if I weren't coming back to London I know I would be like so depressed about it no sorry I don't want to use that word like lightly I would be so like sad about it um and nostalgic but I know that I'm coming to London and actually I'm coming back in a week like legit in a week from oh wow I just realized like in a week from now I will be landing in London for year two baby oh my god that's crazy that's actually crazy um this like whole summer at home has passed so quickly I don't like I didn't even realize where had it gone um but I'm like I'm so ready to go back if I'm gonna be honest like I just feel like this is sort of where I belong right now and maybe that will that will probably change in the future like as I grow up and grow older but right now London just feels like my second home and I'm just like I can't wait to go back there and like seeing vlogs of people from London because I like watch a lot of YouTubers based in London it just makes me so like itching to go there because like you know clubs are open I'm gonna go to a club for like the first time since forever and I've never been in a club in London like can you believe that since coming to the UK um and I'm going on a festival like oh my god I forgot about this like the reason why I'm coming to London so like early is because I have a festival um on the 27th and Georgia Smith is going to be playing in London Grammar mostly I'm going there for Georgia but uh, I'm so excited like the last I've been on one no I've been on two festivals in my life but I've only been on like one like summer big festival. The second one I went to was like a year ago. It was like a techno music festival, which is really, really cool. It takes place in my city, but it's not like the typical festival you can you like think of when you like hear the word festival. So so I basically have my last week in Poland and it's kind of packed already, like with so many plans. Basically, my 20th birthday is like almost in a month. And since I'm gonna be living in a week and I'm not gonna be here till like December, probably, um, I am throwing like two, not, well, they're not birthday parties, but like I'm celebrating my birthday once with my friends, which is tomorrow actually. We're going out for drinks and in a few days with my family as well. So I've been planning that. Not many places to go to in my city, my little city, um, which just makes me even more excited to like be in London. And for my 20th birthday, like I feel like London is the place to be for my birthday um, because here there wouldn't be many options as to what to do and I probably would feel like something is lacking. Um, but yeah, again, future future plans. I'm always thinking about the future. Like I'm always two steps ahead of myself and Instead, I should remember to focus on the present. Another very exciting update is that yesterday my parents got me um, a new vlogging camera, which is the iconic vlogger camera, um, Canon 7, no wait, Canon GX7 Mark II, a very long name. Like that, if you're, if you're not familiar with like YouTuber equipment, that's camera, that's the camera like, like most vloggers use. I would say like a majority of the people I watch, even like professional YouTubers use that. And I'm just, oh, I'm so excited about it. I, I asked them to get me this camera for my birthday. Um, it's not like they knew so well, with especially which camera I wanted. But my old camera, even though, like, the quality of the pictures are really good. And, like, if I film during the day, it's, like, a nice camera, I guess. It, like, suits its purpose. But if I try to film anything when it's, like, a bit darker or, like, at night or, like, it's just terrible. The quality is so shitty and it's very grainy. The image is very grainy. Basically, the camera... I feel like it just doesn't serve me well anymore and it keeps me like dissatisfied every time I make a YouTube video with it. That's also why I use so much of like my phone in the recordings. 
So I'm very happy because like even if like this whole like investment won't pay back in like I don't know YouTube money, I feel like I feel like I'm just investing my passion and since I'm spending so 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 much time doing YouTube and like recording videos and editing um and it brings me so much joy I feel like it's just it's just an an investment into myself. Well actually not my investment because my parents bought it for me. But regardless I've been spending a lot of time at home, um, the weather has been a bit colder, which I'm kind of like enjoying. So yeah, 10 minutes in and I've managed to do all my updates, um, maybe the more regular this podcast gets. I mean, we'll see how regular it will be like next year, um, like this academic year basically, so because I know it's going to be very, very busy for me, um, but I'm I'm going to try to like stay semi-consistent at least with the podcast, because I really, really enjoy doing it as I've said so many times. Yeah, so let's get to the topic of today's episode, which I'm very excited to talk about because I have opinions as usually. Um, this is the whole reason I started this podcast, me having too many opinions and too few people to ramble to about. Well, it's not that I don't have people to talk to, it's just that talking to them for an hour um, straight about me complaining about society, um, I think that would be a bit too much. <laughs> okay. So today's podcast episode is about aesthetics and especially, I don't know if that's going to be the final title of this um, episode, but for now the draft title is Aesthetics are Fake and that that's not necessarily a phrase that I like stand by 100%, but it kind of captures my frustration with the world of aesthetics and like the performative picture taking on Instagram. I'm going to be talking like dwelling deep into that all in a sec. But yeah, today we're gonna be, I'm gonna be talking all things aesthetics. So like, how does the definition of aesthetics evolve through the years? Um, how are they portrayed on social media nowadays? What are the sorts of types of aesthetics nowadays, like trending? How like are they represented? I'm gonna be talking about my aesthetics and like my Tumblr past, <laughs> which is oh, it's gonna be so funny. And also just like my take on aesthetics as in do I find them more useful or like harmful and issues that I have with aesthetics especially. So it's going to be all of that. Um, and I have a pretty long script ahead of me. So let's just get straight to it. Wait, actually, before I get to it, I need to pour myself a glass of water. Because the last time I recorded for over an hour, I literally like could not swallow my spit. It was so, it, I was just, my, 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 my throat was just so dry. So, um, yes, I'm gonna take a little break, um, and I'm gonna be back in a sec. Okay, so let's get to it. As, as I've done every single time, whenever I introduce a new topic, um, I would like to present you with a little definition of aesthetic. The word aesthetics didn't necessarily completely change its meaning, as in, like, the original meaning doesn't, like, exist anymore, and no one associates it with the first meaning, oh my god, I got, my language is just, my speech today is just like a bit impaired. But what I mean is if I would like just throw the word, word aesthetics on my, like, in like a post on Instagram or just to my friends, they would mean a completely different thing than the original definition. So the classical definition of aesthetics, um, aesthetics is a branch of philosophy which deals with questions of beauty and artistic taste. And I would say that the modern meaning obviously stems from that original one. So that concept of aesthetics, I guess, relates a lot to beauty and art, kind of like as I said, like artistic taste. Um, but it diverts. But but it's no longer about like philosophy. Um, it is much more 
nowadays I think it can be much more described as like aesthetics are basically like a style or like a taste in beauty someone has I don't really know like you know what aesthetics are right it's very hard to define it like we all know what it is but it's very when I was trying to come up with my own definition it was just very like it's hard to grasp the whole concept because aesthetics can mean like different things to different people it can be used as like a verb like she's so aesthetic which is interesting because it doesn't necessarily like imply that someone has like a specific aesthetic like you know y2k e-girl whatever it just means that something is like aesthetically pleasing so it's like pleasing to your eye but also as i said aesthetics also mean like types of aesthetics so cottagecore you know you know all the gist like all of the aesthetics that like are trending on tiktok and stuff um so you can have like double meaning i say but it all relates to like beauty and like exterior image i would say so the most popular aesthetics I can think of right now, just to give you like examples, obviously you probably have some in your minds, are like dark slash light academia, cottage girl, e-girl, e-boy, arto, like insta body, indie, minimalist. Aesthetics are kind of like trends in a way, so I feel like they're changing and some of them were much more prominent before and like much more popular, whereas now you only hear of like Y2K, cottage core, I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't have that many examples. But you, you get the gist. And I actually googled it, like, when I was googling for, like, definitions of aesthetics. And I found this thing called Aesthetics... Aesthetic Wiki? Wiki? <laughs> like a Wikipedia for aesthetics. And I kid you not, please go on that website if you're interested. There is, like, hundreds of aesthetics listed there. And if you go into, like, the pages, there's literally, like, an aesthetic for everything. Like, after sunset aesthetics or, like alien aesthetics or white aesthetics like there's aesthetics for every color every cartoon lolita aesthetics i don't know there's everything there's everything there and i was kind of shook and overwhelmed when i saw this this is like a little fun fact but i had no idea there are so many like aesthetics obviously there are much more the ones I'm, i mentioned already are like m the most popular ones and the ones that you hear about the most but there is an aesthetic for everything. I kid you not. There's probably things such as like bed aesthetics or sun aesthetics or water aesthetics. I don't know. I'm making stuff up right now. And I think aesthetics and... Oh my god, drink a shot every time I said aesthetics. I think aesthetics is much... Nowadays it's also like more... It's not only the visuals. Um, it also extends to like sort of like a lifestyle in a way. And I think that although aesthetics are often like related to real life, so people, I don't know, they do, as I said, like day in my life as a dark academia student or they, you know, they like kind of associate the whole, their whole lifestyle with a given aesthetics. I feel like that is very, very performative because no one really, no one lives in a house. Like, I don't know that many people who like wear fairy makeup and like run around fields wearing dresses and they're living their cottagecore dream life. I feel like that's just like a fantasy mostly. Same with like Y2K, like these people are not driving in pink limos and like, I don't know, doing green juice cleanses. I, <laughs> I don't really know what's like an aesthetic of the Y2K or like the that girl aesthetic, whatever. If I don't even know if that's like an aesthetic, but like people aren't actually living those lifestyles. It's just so performative. But I feel like people are so obsessed with aesthetics that they relate them not only to like their lifestyle they they're like 
aesthetics is nowadays aesthetics is about like your clothing styles movies you watch books you read music room decor activities you do places you go you can like type in every single aesthetic plus like movies or like places to go or activities to do bucket list things will show up for i'm like a hundred percent sure i think that sort of like highlights how much people love the whole concept and love taking like different twists on it and extending them to and extending that whole concept to their lives as much as possible and implementing it into like every single section of their lives i think aesthetics nowadays as many many things live through social media like they live and strive on social media um on basically every single platform has its form of like the representation of aesthetics i would say um so let's start from the mother of the concept of aesthetics in my opinion which is tumblr we all had it we all had weird phases with it we all posted stuff that we would be ashamed to show to our friends now probably i know i definitely did um i like to go back to my tumblr like once every year i just like log in and look at my old like posts because guys i used to have tumblr in 2013 i was 12 (laughs) i started tumblr when i was 12 and I, as I look through my archives for the purpose of like this whole video, um, I found so many, like so many cringy stuff, but basically about Tumblr, I think we all like people who had Tumblr um, at around that age, I guess like 12 is a bit young, but like, I guess like 13, 15, 16, we all had like, like a grunge American apparel, tennis skirts, long pale hands with black nail polish face i know you know what i mean like i know you know what i mean um and i'm guilty of it i did have it as well even though like it was never like shown in my style i never dressed like in sort of like a grunge way it it was just like a phase everyone i feel like they had to go through it um it's just such a societal gen z thing um and as i said like when i look through my tumblr my aesthetics changed so 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 much through the ages because i had tumblr for maybe well i still technically have it but i don't use it anymore but for the years that i like actively used it i would say it was like 2013 2017 maybe 18 latest and they literally went through like they went through like several 180 degrees changes so when i started having tumblr when i started tumblr i think i had like these i don't even know how to describe it i wouldn't even say use the word like as word aesthetics it was like this like mustache era or like pictures with girls and with like with two best friends and like a text that said like every brunette needs a blonde best friend you know like okay i was 12 so don't i don't throw hands at me um like very oversaturated like pictures of summer i don't know beaches just very cringy childhood stuff basically um or like pre-teen um then the sort of first aesthetic i feel like i had was i think it was called rosy tumblr i don't know i don't think it's a very popular niche i don't even know how i got into it but basically rosy pictures are like very pastel pinky um pictures with like a special effect on them i think it's an effect from instagram even like i don't know like zoella cute ribbons i don't know lash bubble bombs type of aesthetic and i loved it like i loved the shit out of it like i designed my own tumblr i remember i even learned like that how is it called html code in order to like edit my tumblr page 
it was so funny. Um, and then I, as I said, I did have my grunge phase. It was a very rapid change that I saw. Like from one month, I was all like pink and glowing. And the next month, it was just black and tennis skirts and high boots. And then I had like a seasonal phase where I would just post pictures, like repost pictures on fall and winter. And then it just turned out to like any random pictures that I enjoy. And this is what can be find on, found on my Tumblr nowadays. I think it's still public, by the way. But I just wanted to underline like why I think the concept of aesthetics, at least in my life, like the whole being familiarity with aesthetics definitely originated from Tumblr. Like this is where I just like learned that there are like aesthetic pictures that you can take pictures in such a way so they look pretty you're not just taking pictures of like fast summer vacations with your old camera um i think there was also a site a site called like we heart it i don't know if any of you like remember it or have used it i also loved it and i was quite popular on it i was also quite popular on tumblr maybe not like crazy numbers but i had my following okay i was internet a queen since 2012 and then I would say the next phase that came was in Instagram, which I feel like what differentiates Instagram from like sites such as like Pinterest or Tumblr is that you don't really, not that many people have like a very specific aesthetics, whereas on Tumblr, it's, must, it's much easier to just repost pictures that suit a certain image, like a type of um, pictures. And on Instagram, you mostly post your pictures, right? So I feel like that's, it's much harder to kind of create an aesthetic with just your pictures because truth be told, which I'm going to be talking as well in this episode, it's like aesthetics are fake. Your life will probably never 100% match a certain aesthetic. So you're never fully going to be going in flowy dresses and being all cottagecore and like sitting on the grass and throwing picnics. Obviously, you can try and like post specific pictures that suit that kind of like self-image. But you know, it's much harder. But but I feel like what is more prominent on Instagram is the second, like, meaning of aesthetics, which I mentioned, which is, like, being aesthetically pleasing. So, like, people care a lot about having, like, a coherent feed that looks nice when you, like, go on their profiles, especially, like, you know, influencers or, like, people... People just get Instagram famous because their pictures are so aesthetic. And I definitely follow a few accounts with those types of pictures. Although, like, personally, I just much more prefer, like, people. Not just aesthetically pleasing pictures. Yeah, then we have Pinterest, which I would say took over from Tumblr as the modern queen of aesthetics. So, Pinterest and all the boards. I think Pinterest is designed in a very interesting way with the way, like, how it suggests you the pictures. I can see that, like... If I only change my direction of like the pins, I'm like pinning on my boards a bit slightly, then like it starts suggesting me a whole bunch of other like aesthetic pictures. I don't know how to explain it, but if you've ever used Pinterest, I think you know what I mean. Pinterest is basically famous for its like mood boards. So you can make a board about everything from like hairstyles, like nails, aesthetics, travel, like pretty pictures, pretty people, like whatever you want in life <laughs> basically you can make a, a mood board for it pinterest just as tumblr has become like a whole verb now well not verb noun adjective no adjective <laughs> adjective is what i meant like we used to describe things as tumblr i remember like there were like videos like tumblr diys <laughs> and stuff like that and now a lot of people just describe stuff that are aesthetically pleasing as pinterest because on pinterest you can find so many 
pictures like it's just bombards you with aesthetic pictures like on instagram i feel like it's not that many whereas pinterest is just curated simply purely for those pictures that are very like aesthetically pleasing to an eye um and i personally love pinterest i don't use it that often i use it i don't use it that regularly but whenever i go i just have like a spree of pinning new pictures to my boards and I really like it. I really like Pinterest. The next social media app is TikTok. And although I don't have TikTok personally, I've been there. <laughs> I had it before and I know like I watch sometimes like TikToks on Instagram and YouTube. Sometimes they just like show up. There is like a whole new range of aesthetics that I feel like they originated from TikTok. Right now I can only think of like e-girl, e-boy, but also like kodgecore. I feel like these sorts of aesthetics weren't here, aren't here for like a long time. And they, they kind of came about around the same time that TikTok did, like, the rise of TikTok. Oh, and Visco Girl, like, it was a whole TikTok trend, I think. Or, like, uh, people doing skits of, like, the Visco Girl, whatever. Um, I think TikTok is an interesting in the sense that if people try to emulate a certain aesthetics, it TikTok gives, like, a freedom of expression that the previous apps don't, because although, you yeah, like, you can post, like, videos on um instagram nobody really does it like tiktok is the place for short videos with like styling outfits makeup or like living a day in a life like as a dark academia student whatever like those types of videos and i feel like people are taking the whole term aesthetics to a whole different level on tiktok and i bet like as i said i don't have tiktok but i bet if you just type like dark academia or to e-girl whatever you will have so many like just videos flooding you um you will have so many videos flooding you with like people who kind of associate themselves with that with like a certain aesthetics that you are searching up and youtube i don't really have much to say about youtube i feel like out of all these platforms youtube is the one that like aesthetics are least visible on and that may be kind of like related to as i said like instagram because youtube is so like personal the types of people i watch i watch is like vloggers mostly so people mostly women making like vlogs about their lives and although their lives can be like more or less aesthetically pleasing or like at least the videos they're taking again it's much harder to like emulate a hundred percent like a given aesthetics which is what i said already in case of instagram um but you can also find those like videos which i like a lot like dressing as my different aesthetics for some reason i love those videos so much and they've been trending as well so i feel like i'm not the only one now when it comes to like my aesthetics it's gonna be a brief section i don't have that much to say but as i said like i had i went through so many phases with tumblr and then i switched on pinterest and now when it comes to aesthetics i say i like i'm just using like pinterest mood boards i don't think i fall into any of the like very specific categories that i already mentioned i'm not gonna repeat cottage car and y2k again and again but like i don't fall into any of these trendy aesthetics i'd say I'd say I either, like, don't have a specific aesthetic or, like, if I were forced to, like, associate myself with one or, like, point to one that is most similar similar to, like, my, um, like, my style or my taste, it would be, like, kind of, like, minimal beige, neutral tones, um sort of classy aesthetic, kind of like an Orion Carlotto vibes. I don't know if you know her. She's, like, an Instagram influencer a poet she literally embodies my aesthetics like my aesthetics taste because i definitely 
because the thing is I definitely have like an aesthetic taste for like certain type of clothing or pictures like I gravitate towards similar ones but I don't say I but I won't say I like emulate that that much although I'm kind of interested like I'm interested like if I were to ask all of my friends or people who know me like what is my aesthetics what would they say maybe one day I'll just do like a poll on Instagram <laughs> um or you can tell me um in my DMs if you have any ideas if I give out any aesthetic vibes like of a specific aesthetic but interesting enough although I'm saying like I don't fall into any specific category I must say like I had a lot of people call me aesthetic or like my pictures aesthetic or like my Instagram or like a picture I've taken that is like so Pinterest worthy um, or my room is like out of a Pinterest board I felt like I genuinely had a lot of those um, and I think it's because I've always kind of been conscious of like my self-image wait is it self-image no like the image my external image like the image I put out to people um, I obviously like I feel like with I feel like that's the case for everyone like my the image I put out is not like a hundred percent natural spontaneous and totally not posed obviously there's an element of like preparation and planning and all of that and like the way I take my pictures the way I pose the way what I post or like the way I edit my videos it's all kind of like curated for a given like to my taste um same with like my room decor. I think I kind of take it with me as I live. So like I try to make my the space around me pr look pretty and sort of like suit my t like taste. And I put effort into the way I dress or the pictures I take. I just like all things that are pretty. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I know this like the case for everyone, but I definitely knew, know people who care about that more and people who care about that less. And I would definitely put myself in like the more caring more category. And I have to give it to myself. I feel like I do have like an aesthetic eye. Like I know what looks well together or what works well. I'm not saying like I'm like I'm a I'm a fashion guru because there are definitely people who have such amazing taste or like they know how to put things together so they look so pretty. I'm not maybe I'm not that into that category yet, but I will give that my, to myself. Like I know I know how to make things look pretty especially with pictures. I've had years of practice, baby. In so in order not to make this podcast episode too bitter and not to have too much critique of the whole, of like aesthetics, um, which I know I haven't yet started shitting on them, but I will in a sec, trust me. Um, I would like to start with a list of prones. Prones? Pros. Oh my, what is it with me today? Maybe it's like, maybe that's a con of <laughs> recording episodes um, at night, like later in the evening at least. Like, my brain doesn't really function on its full capacity as it does in the morning. So when it comes to things that I think are positive about, like, aesthetics and sort of, like, them being so ubiquitous in, like, the social media platforms and our lives, I guess, is that they do kind of offer... They do kind of offer some sense of self and community and belonging. Um, because what I mean by that is I feel like it's... It allows the, the whole the existence of aesthetics allows people to kind of express themselves and maybe find their style a bit more or kind of see what they gravitate towards and it definitely as I said like it creates a sense of community for people who are very much into it because um, through aesthetics I guess people can find like-minded people who have similar like interests or similar style and I think that's 
Like, that's definitely something that can be taken out of it. And I don't know, this may be, this may sound very, very stupid, but I feel like I sometimes, when I look at people's Instagrams, okay, like people who I meet for the first time, I, obviously, we all form like a, like an, like an image of that person already, because we already make assumptions before we can even think about it. We make, we do it subconsciously. But whenever I see people with like aesthetically pleasing Instagrams, I like instantly kind of feel maybe not closer to them. That that's gonna sound stupid, but a bit like I want to hang out with them. Like they seem more interesting to me, and that may be that may be a negative thing because it it isn't always true. And I've met people. I swear, like I've met people who are. I thought they were so aesthetically pleasing and they pictured were so perfect and they seemed so interesting and in real life I don't really vibe with them and on the opposite side like I do I'm very friends with people who don't really care that much about Instagram aesthetics or the pictures looking pretty but I think on the flip side the whole like distinction between certain aesthetics and like them being so different like if you think about it aesthetics are so different from each other and like what I feel like what each and I think what all people who like associate themselves with certain aesthetics try to do is like distinguish make their aesthetic make their aesthetics the most distinguishable and like the most original and different from others you can see very clear differences between each aesthetics although like some are obviously more similar to others there they are very much distinct um and because of that i feel like if people fall too much into that idea and they start to kind of like assign to them, like assign themselves certain labels or assign other people labels because of like aesthetics, then I feel like it definitely poses the threat of just being, just pulling people into boxes and labeling them like without a reason and it kind of diminishing a person and their like various tastes to just like a given aesthetics, their whole style to like an aesthetic, which I don't necessarily like. Like we don't have to describe everything and every single style as a certain aesthetic um it like what's the reason for that <laughs> i feel like we do it because it's like a mental shortcut and it's much more easier to look at people through labels and boxes and that's also the case with like much bigger things such as like race or religion we just love putting people into boxes because it makes the whole concept because it makes the whole task of distinguishing amongst people and interacting with them and thinking about them so much easier for us i would say yeah this is still a pros list don't worry we'll go to the cons in a sec um what i also appreciate about aesthetics is that personally for me i feel like they kind of help me to find my old style and i feel like because i use pinterest as i said like i used pinterest quite a lot especially back in the days and eventually, if you like, if your boards become bigger, <laughs> this is this sounds so funny. But if you like, basically use Pinterest a lot, and you like kind of collect a lot of pictures, you kind of see like what what are the trends and what are the like patterns and similarities among the whole the all, all the pictures you kind of post. I mean, you don't post them; you re you pin them, you pin them to your boards. And especially here, I mean, like fashion style, because obviously. <laughs> I have a I have a mood board for like my fashion like inspirations or whatever and it kind of allowed me to finally kind of grasp what is my fashion sense gravitating towards and kind of looking at pieces that I like and that are repeat like repeating themselves in many pictures and I feel like and I also feel like with all of those trends I feel like 
this like having my mood board for example allows me to like remember what is my own style and not give in too much to the trends and kind of remember that like I don't really have many clothes that like suit I don't know like fishnets say I never considered buying them but you know what I mean like it kind of like it helps it, it as I said like it can put people into boxes but it can also create it also, it can also make self-expression easier and it can help me and for just for me it helped me understand my style better just through the pictures I tend to like more and overall aesthetics they're very much related to beauty and artistic expression and I think like as a, as all humans I also just appreciate the beauty I appreciate seeing beautiful pictures beautiful clothes people and if if it all like is labeled as aesthetics like be it let let be it um i it's aesthetics are just like so satisfying at times like just like looking through pinterest and, or watching those videos on youtube of like dressing as certain aesthetics it's just in a way it's just very um satisfying i don't know how to describe it otherwise like if there's a video with like aesthetics in the title i will probably watch it for some reason i don't know it's just there's just something so addictive about them. Um, I don't know why. I really don't know why. I hope I'm not the only one. But judging off of like how popular these videos are, or these like pictures on Instagram, I think I'm not the only one. That was a pretty short list of um, pros when I compare them to my cons list. So let's get to it. I feel like it's much more easier for me to just like um, critique things <laughs> rather than like praise them. Um, but what would be the fun of a podcast episode if I would just speak highly of something? So the first one I already kind of discussed is putting people into boxes. And it's just like, it reminds me of sort of like the 2000 Mean Girls area, area, era when people who went to high school would be described as like jocks or mean girls or beauty queens or nerds, you know, all of that. Like, it's just... It's just so stupid to assume that people belong into a limited category of groups. My second problem, and I think one of the bigger ones I have with the whole like idea of aesthetics, is that, as I said, they are literally fake. <laughs> they are so performative. If I if I could like use one word to describe aesthetics, it would be performative. It's all about the image you curate and put out to the world. But you don't do it randomly. You don't do it without thinking. It's something you kind of... It's something you or people work and think through and work on and edit. Oftentimes they're just very conscious of how these images will look like and like the final effect. I'm one of the people who are like most most guilty of that. We started taking pictures not only to capture like a nice moment, a, a, like a fun memory with friends... We're taking pictures just for the purpose of taking pictures. And I don't mean like photography, because obviously photography deals with like taking pictures and making your photography look pretty, but or like expressing yourself through photos. But what I mean is like, but what I'm talking right now about is just, you know, people taking pictures with their iPhones of like the food they're eating or like the coffee they're drinking or like a pretty picture in the nature. And although I see nothing wrong with taking pictures of, thing you, of things you find pretty, I personally sometimes find myself like searching for things I could photograph just for the purpose of posting it and kind of like strengthening my image. I, it, I know it's going to sound like I'm so fake on Instagram. I, I, I would say I'm not. Like I, I think I'm not. But 
I definitely, as I said, I put out an image um, and it's conscious. I especially noticed it this year. I feel like since I came to London, because I'm not going to lie, my surroundings here in Białystok are not that pretty. There are not that many things to take pictures of. But since coming to London and seeing, like also following all those people with really pretty Instagrams or like being surrounded by generally a much more like aesthetically pleasing scenery, I would say, um, it became much easier for me to just take pretty pictures and I became addicted to doing it. And I, my, like, I started posting so much on my story and then even more so I just tried to kind of emulate a certain image and I do it very often and um, I like it. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I really like having those pictures on my Instagram and I like how they all look, whether that's for my feed or my um, Insta stories. But like I definitely realized but through that experience I feel like I definitely realized just how fake that whole thing is and just how little spontaneity there is in like taking pretty pictures because you know I'm gonna talk about it as well but you know when you look up people people's instagrams and you just assume that like they're taking pictures in the moment and their life looks so curated and perfect it's often so posed it's often so posed like we don't even realize how much these people spend on taking those pictures. And going back to what I said about keeping up a fake image or aesthetics being very performative, um, what came what came to my mind when I was scripting this episode is a video by Ruby Granger, who's this like study tube um, study tuber, <laughs> study tuber, not study tube, study tuber. Um, she I think she posts a lot of those videos like light or dark academia. I don't really know, but I remember she had like a video that was entitled like living a day in a life as like a dark academia um, or something like that. And it's just like, I don't know, this video had very weird vibes to me, for me, not to hate on Ruby at all. Like I personally don't watch her, but I appreciate her for whatever she does and the work she puts into her videos. But I'm just saying this whole concept of like trying to fit every single aspect of your life to a given like idea or like a style just seemed very weird. And it's just doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do, like, what the, like, it's so, like, you're reading antique books, like, classical books that you're not enjoying because it looks pretty, or it's dark academia vibes, or, like, someone said, someone mentioned that book in Dead Poets Society, <laughs> and you just want to read it so bad, or, like, writing letters and stamping them, I don't, maybe I'm being a bit bitter right now, but for me, it just, feels very weird and unnatural that's what i'm trying to say maybe there are some people who truly are living like say the cottagecore like life there are definitely people who live on a farm but i definitely would say that the aesthetics we the aesthetics we think of are very like picture perfect and they are so idealized and romanticized and even like i don't know living on a farm i guess it can be fun and i guess you could take pretty pictures and go around in like flowy dresses but there's also dirt and and bugs and it's not that all fun and pretty, I would say. So we only choose to see like the beautiful parts and not the ugly ones. And yet, even though like I know just as mu how much it takes to take like the perfect aesthetic picture and that it is not at all effortless, as I said, it's so it's like 99.9% of the time I would say it's posed and people like they're posing for these pretty pictures um even the ones on pinterest like spontaneous pictures of friends driving in their car or like sitting on a cliff or smoking on a rooftop 
I bet they took at least few attempts and a few tries with these pictures to make them look so good as they do. Um, and even though, like as I said, even though I know that, I know that so well and I've seen people do it in real life, I still sometimes cannot help to envy how like quote-unquote aesthetic the life of certain like YouTubers or influencers or people on Instagram look like. It, the first person that comes to my mind is Moya Mawini. I love her YouTube videos. I used to watch her so much and I think a big part of that and also a big part of her success is the fact that she has such like she has such a good taste and she has such a good like artistic taste and she knows how to again like she knows how to make things look pretty aesthetic she knows how to take great pictures that look just so cool she just has like the whole cool girl allure for me and her videos are so well edited and her life just looks so pretty and i feel like that's what i'm saying like these aesthetics can also be a bit like harmful i started like envying her so much i feel like a little fun fact but on youtube studio you can see like what other channels do your viewers watch and I think Moya, for the most part, is like the the first channel that comes up. Also, like Nana Florence, um, Anna Langs, like a lot of girls living in London, like my age ish. And because Moya lived in like Dublin, I think before, and she studied there. Um, then she moved to London like a couple months ago, and whenever I would just see her videos from London or her pictures from London, I would just feel like. I, I would always think like I will never be that aesthetic, like my pictures will never be that pretty, my videos will never look like this, my life will never look that fun on those social media platforms and it's just very very toxic, it literally like it made me stop, it made me not want to watch her videos from time to time. I have no negative feelings towards her, I think Moya is such a nice warm person and I think she's like, I think if I were to ever like meet her in real life she would be such a sweetheart. But I'm just saying, like, at a certain point, my own negative approach um, to aesthetics, like, made me um, feel the need to, like, stop watching her because I was just feeling so jealous of the lifestyle that she was having. Um, especially since, you know, I had a ground for, like, comparison because I also live in London. There's a thin line between appreciating their taste and their style and the way they present themselves and being envious and wanting what they have without really appreciating what you do have and thinking that their lives are better just because they look prettier or like that they're happy because they smile in the pictures and they look all cute in their new like outfits you know what I mean it's like it's a double-edged sword and because we're like bombarded with these perfect curated pictures from left and right I feel like we are provided with like an unattainable image of a fake person who lives like who lives up to this called aesthetics concept and they are basically like a movie character who has every part of their life like suit a certain aesthetic and i think striving to achieve that and emulate that can be very detrimental to your mental health because because eventually if you fixate so much about like have living like a certain aesthetic it can make you very dissatisfied with your own life and you lose so like and you lose the sight of what's really important and you forget that again like these are curated often posed pictures or people who have their own like photographers even who have like whole photo shoots or just you know they're just like a moment from their day when you don't really know what's happening behind the cameras or behind the pictures you really have to have like a 
healthy and balanced and a bit distanced approach to these sort of images. And in order to do that, I feel like I sometimes just need to unfollow people. Even people I actually do like and watch. As I said, like Claudia Solowski is one of my, she's one of my favorite YouTubers. I absolutely adore her style. I love seeing like her life. But because her life is like in so many ways, I would say like everything I would want from life. She has this incredible boyfriend. She's living in a beautiful house with a dog. She has a whole career. She's so pretty. And I just realized that like I started kind of hating her for it like I started disliking seeing her pictures on my feed because it just made me so self-conscious or it just made me as I said dissatisfied with what's happening in my life and my surroundings even though I have like nothing to complain about literally and for that point I would say Pinterest is a bit better than Instagram because on Instagram, you have people, right? You can have, you have an image, you you start to, fo- if you follow them for a longer period of time, you start to develop an image of what their lives look like, of what they are like. And when it comes to Pinterest, the pictures are much more anonymous. You rarely have like the author of the picture there. You just kind of are like seeing pictures that do not belong to anyone. You cannot see who they belong to in a way. Like you cannot click on a profile and see other pictures of that creator or that photographer or that influencer and it's just like I very much like the anonymity of Pinterest pictures um, and I think that kind of takes the pressure off of getting fixated on like a specific person because you have like less ground for comparison I would say but as I uh, further googled um, the whole world of aesthetics I stumbled upon issues that didn't even like cross my mind when thinking of aesthetics and these are I would say much more problematic than I would say they're not only about like mental health or comparison anymore because if you think about it the standard the standard in in most of these aesthetics whether that's Y2K, E-girl, Visco girl, um, that girl, <laughs> it's all about the girls, um, cottagecore, like academia, all of that, it's all white skinny girls. Just very mind much reminds me of like the Brandy Melville ideal body type. Like a side note, there's also been like a whole thing circulating, which is like, is this outfit pretty or is she just skinny? And if it's true, like if you Google any aesthetics into like Pinterest or Instagram, whatever, it's gonna show you pictures of white skinny girls for like 95% for it. So yeah, in that case is very problematic, especially for people who do not fit into that very narrow category. For people of color, for people who are plus size, or even not plus size, people who are just like, have normal body type and they're just not, you know, size zero or size two. For these people, it can seem very, like the whole, the world of aesthetics can seem very exclusive and like they do not belong just because like they cannot find any representations of what they actually look like. And as I was reading further into it, I stumbled upon an article written by Laurie Gabikin, and I would like to read a quote from that article. Um, Black women, women of color, plus-sized women, and trans women are nowhere to be found. Terms like black girl, Y2K fashion, and plus-size cottagecore must be searched up in order to see diversity of any kind. Pinterest aesthetics are extremely exclusive and cater to a certain demographic. Women who don't fit the skinny white girl demographic should not have to include their own characteristics when searching for style inspiration in order to see themselves being represented. Not only is it damaging, but it feeds into the idea that white women are the face for different Pinterest aesthetics as a whole.
yeah this article was written by a black girl so see that she definitely has like a moral more first-hand experience with that because i myself fit into that category of like i guess like a white skinny girl um i do not stumble upon these issues and that's why it's important to do like my feel like my reading on every issue i discuss because i only have my own perspective and there are things that i sometimes do not even consider because they're sort of like not my problems like i don't personally experience them um and it just makes me more aware i guess and that's why i kind of like bring different perspectives to that um there's also another quote from that which was in the section which talked about how like these aesthetics that are like skinny white girls right now were originated from like the black community and and so another part of the article said Y2K was originally created in 1999 when it was inferred that computers would dominate the 2000s. Black women began to sport tech-like outfits that consisted of bold, silver makeup and outfits to match. This was seen in groups like Destiny's Child and TLC. Um, and obviously then it kind of transformed. And now all we think about is like early 2000s, Paris Hilton, um, Bling Ring, I don't know mean girls movie sort of that thing and like it, we just f decide to forget the history of even like an aesthetics just because it's not it doesn't stem from white people like it's just kind of disturbing if you think about it it just is so disrespectful and it, like ignorant to assume that everything revolves from white people and around white people but another issue aside from aesthetics being just you know very exclusive when it comes to race and body type. I feel like aesthetics can also be very quickly downgraded to only like materialistic items, um, primarily clothes, and they very quick and very quickly like a new trending aesthetics can turn into just like clothing trends, which I think um, Y2K is like the biggest, biggest example of it nowadays. Um, it became so trendy that you know, all the like fast fashion stores have started to cater to that sort of like new demand, which like stores like Bershka, Zara, Pull and Bear, those kind of like direct to that young adult or like teenage girls. Just think about how many clothes were made in like 2020 or 2021 that were just serving the purpose of like, you know, satisfying the demand for Y2K clothing. And think of that and think of how many of these clothes will be like, we'll end up on, like, the dumpster in, I don't know, two years' time, five years' time. Like, obviously, trends come and go, and fast fashion on itself is, like, a huge issue. But I think aesthetics are definitely not helping, and, this, and these huge trends, and people trying to, like, embody a certain aesthetic so much and make their whole style, like, transform it so quickly. It just, like, it's so detrimental to, an envir to the environment. And, you know, like, we don't, I think we don't realize it that often, and... And it's not only about clothes and fast fashion, it's also just like downgrading aesthetics to capitalism and it's almost like a gatekeeping a certain aesthetics only for people who like own certain types of items or like certain clothes and you know certain like attributes of like an aesthetics. So like for example for Dark Academia it would be like old books or like quill or I, I don't know like glasses, you know it's just all things consumer items that should serve the purpose of like helping people express themselves but it's again like it's just it's just so detrimental for the environment okay i've been recording for over an hour so i probably could ramble about, about this topic for much longer but 
um we i have to cut it short eventually um so like my last my last three cents on it i think that like everything in life aesthetics need to be taken with a grain of salt and and they can definitely serve like a good purpose i guess so like be a tool for self-expression or like finding kind of your own style or finding community all the all these things i mentioned or just like just ser- serving their purpose of being pretty just for the purpose of being pretty like not everything has to be deep and i don't think there's any harmful in itself in the act of wanting to you like your surroundings or your clothing to look pretty um or aesthetically pleasing um it's just as i said like each of those things can be taking a step too far and become um harmful in a way or toxic with aesthetics it's very important to keep in mind that the picture is just not the full story most of the time and we don't know what's happening behind the camera and we don't know what the lives of these people we envy are really like so you know just like keep that in mind um whoever you follow or whoever you have in mind when i'm like saying that and yeah that's everything i wanted to talk about today that was a very constructive debate i feel like um i said everything i wanted to and i actually do like recording at night i gotta say it's much more chill to just lay in my bed and it's sort of like a pillow talk and yeah that is everything i wanted to say for updates and polls um check out my instagram at heartfeltpod and yeah um i love you all very much and have the best day or evening whatever it is whatever time zone you are in i hope you're having a great time bye bye kisses